This afternoon we will be considering Baptist Catechism questions 60 and 61, still on the topic of the third commandment. What is forbidden in the third commandment? The third commandment forbiddeth all profaning and abusing of anything whereby God makes himself known. Question 61, what is the reason annexed or added to the third commandment? The reason added to the third third commandment is that however the breakers of this commandment may escape punishment from men, yet the Lord our God will not suffer them to escape His righteous judgment. Uh, The third commandment forbids using the name of the Lord or taking the name of the Lord our God in vain. And there is this addition, the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes His name in vain. That is the reason annexed or added to the third commandment. Let us read Malachi 2, 1 through 9 together. Hear now the reading of God's holy word. And now, O priests, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I have already cursed them, because you do not lay it to the heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and you shall be taken away with it. So shall you know that I have sent this command to you, that my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave it to him. It was a covenant of fear, and he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, And no wrong was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts, but you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. And so... I make you despised and abased before all the people, inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. This is now the reading of God's most holy word. May he add his blessing to the preaching of the scriptures this afternoon. The third commandment is, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. We have asked what it requires, the third commandment requires, and now we are asking what the third commandment forbids. One general thing we have learned about the third commandment is that it is very broad in its application. Many assume that it only forbids using God's name as a swear word, and it does forbid that, of course. If you have the habit of using God or Jesus Christ, the name God or Jesus Christ, in a careless way to express... um, Things like surprise or dissatisfaction, you should certainly turn from that and ask the Lord's forgiveness. And this is true if you say the name of God verbally or represent it in an acronym. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? When we text one another, we use lots of little acronyms. And I think we need to be careful about using the Lord's name in vain, even in the form of acronym or abbreviation, we are to handle God's name carefully. When we mishandle God's name, when we use it to express surprise or dissatisfaction, we take something that is 
most holy, and we treat it as if it is very common. We trivialize God and the name of God, and never should we use God's name in a careless or profane way, therefore. But we have learned that the third commandment requires and forbids a lot more than this. When God's law says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, this does not only have to do with the way that we use God's name in speech, but also our handling of all of God's names, titles, attributes, ordinances, words, and works. So everything whereby God makes himself known is to be handled with reverence and with care. And that leads us to the second general thing that we have learned. The third commandment is really about attitude, isn't it? We are to approach God with reverence. We are to consider Him carefully. We are to love Him, worship and serve Him from the heart and with sincerity. This we are to do from day to day as we live in the world that God has made. And He reveals Himself through the world, remember, uh, brothers and sisters. And this, is, this we are to do each Lord's Day as we sim- assemble in His temple to worship and to hear His word proclaimed. We bear His name. Our lives are to be lived before His eyes. Our lives are lived before His eyes, and we are to serve Him truly, reverentially, and from the heart. We have learned what the third commandment requires, but what does it forbid? The third commandment, quoting our catechism again, forbiddeth all profaning and abusing of anything whereby God makes Himself known. Let's think about this for a moment. What does it mean to profane something? It means to treat something in an irreverent or disrespectful way. And what does it mean to abuse something? Well, to abuse something is to misuse it or to use it in a bad way and to a bad effect. If someone were to act at a wedding ceremony in the way that they might act at a supporting event, they would profane the wedding ceremony. Are you with me? If someone were to act at a wedding ceremony in the way that they might act at a sporting event, they would profane the wedding ceremony. Why? Because a sporting event is common, whereas a wedding ceremony is a solemn occasion. Each are to be approached in a different way given their content and purpose. That's why people dress differently to sporting events and they dress in another way to wedding ceremonies. There's conduct appropriate to each because one thing is common, the other is a solemn occasion. And if someone were to use, for example, a cell phone as a hammer, we might say, you are abusing that phone. You're abusing it. Why? Because the phone is not designed to be used as a hammer. When you use it in that way, something of value is damaged and even destroyed. And when men and women profane, misuse, and abuse God's revelation of himself to us, they break the third commandment. If God is revealing himself to us through the world that he has made, through his word, through the sacraments, uh, through his names, and we pick up those things that, that have this solemn function to them, and we begin to use them carelessly, as if they were just common things, then we, then we profane uh, these, these things. Now, I need to remind you how it is that God makes himself known to us. He makes himself known to us in creation and by his word. God reveals himself generally to us in the world he has made, and those in Christ must learn to see the world in this way. The world does reveal truth concerning God, and that is why the psalmist says, the heavens declare the glory of God, 
and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. And Paul also speaks to this, saying, For what can be known about God is plain to them, that is to say, the unrighteous, because God has shown it to them, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. The point of both of these passages, Psalm 19 and Romans 1, is that God does reveal himself, truth concerning himself, generally in the world that he has made. And I say we should be very careful, therefore, to never profane or abuse God's creation. The created world is to be appreciated and enjoyed. The created world is to be used according to God's design. The created world is to be respected. And when we engage with the created things, it should also move us to give glory to God, the creator of all things seen and unseen. There is a sense in which man violates the third commandment when he abuses or oppresses another human being, for example. Because human beings are made in the image of God. And so when we abuse or oppress another human being, there is a sense in which we violate even the third commandment. God is making himself known in some way through other human beings. And so when we mistreat them, uh, there is a sense in which we break this third uh, commandment. But it also may be said that men break the third commandment when they live in God's world and do not recognize the glory of God in it. They might enjoy the things of this world, but not to the glory of God. They use the things of this world for their own pleasure only. And I am saying that there is a sense in which men who live this way in this world violate the third commandment. God is screaming out truth concerning himself through the whole world that he has made. And when we live in this world, but give no consideration to the God who has made it, we, we profane the name of God. We profane his revelation, of him, the, the revelation of himself uh, to us. I, I, I would urge you, um, I don't have time to pile up more um, examples of this in this brief sermon, but think about that, uh, brothers and sisters. We should live carefully in this world, not just when we come into this church, not just when we come to the Lord's table, and not just when we hear the Word of God preached. That all of it is to be approached in a, in a reverential way. But I think each and every day we should wake up knowing that we are waking up to God's world. We are encountering God's revelation of Himself to us in everything. Therefore, everything we, need, everything we do needs to be done with, with great care. I was actually thinking about this the other day as it pertains to the issue of, of marriage. Marriage is a common thing. It's for all people, is it not? But there's something sacred about it too, for in the marriage relationship, truth is revealed to us concerning God and Christ and Christ's union and love for the church. And so we should approach our marriage relationships with great care, being mindful of the revelation of God uh, that is in it, the way that husbands and wives treat one another. We need to see that you know, we, we are handling something sacred here. Um, so many other applications can be made from this point. But the third commandment, uh, when it forbids us from misusing the name of God, forbids us from misusing, profaning, or abusing all of the ways in which God has made himself known to us. We, we must learn, brothers and sisters, to do all things to the glory of God. We are to honor him even in simple things like eating and drinking. 
1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Think about that text for a moment. Paul is really pressing the Corinthians and us through them to be sure that we're mindful of God in all things. I mean, what are the most mundane things we do? Well, eating and drinking is something we do constantly. But even that simple act, the act of eating and the act of drinking, is to be done to the glory of God. We're to be mindful of Him in all things. He reveals Himself to us in His creation. He reveals Himself to us even in the food that He puts on our table and the drink that He provides for us. These are gifts from Him. And so we are to eat and drink even to the glory of His name. You may also look at the mountains and trees to see the glory of God manifest. You are to enjoy the good things of this life life so that God is glorified, things like the home He has provided for you, for in it you find refuge and strength, and this is to remind us of the refuge and strength that God Himself has provided uh, for us. We are to relate to others made in the image of God to the glory of God, for God does not make Himself known, for for God makes Himself known in all of these things. Uh, Brothers and sisters, we are to approach each day with an attitude of reverence, therefore, God reveals Himself generally in the created world, but He reveals Himself much more clearly in His Word. This we call special revelation. And we must be sure to handle His Word and to receive His Word with great care. This means that we should take the reading, teaching, and application of the Scriptures very seriously. And it also means that we should partake of the sacraments seriously too. For they are a visible word for the people of God. In the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper, God has filled common things like bread and wine and water with special meaning according to His positive command. We must not abuse or profane God's holy word. And so I might ask you this. um, Do you come to worship each Lord's Day with reverence in your heart? Do you come prepared to receive God's holy word? Do you come prepared to partake of His ordinances? God reveals His name to us in these things. We must handle them, therefore, that is to say the scriptures and the sacraments, carefully and with reverence. The first commandment reveals to us that God alone is to be worshipped. The second commandment reveals to us that we are to worship not according to our imaginations, not with idols, but in the way that God has prescribed. And the third commandment has a lot to say to us regarding the attitude of worship. God alone is to be worshipped in the way He has prescribed and with an attitude of reverence before our God. We are to approach Him with reverential fear, for He is worthy of this kind of worship. The passage that I read from Malachi just a moment ago was powerful, at least I I, I thought so. The priests of Israel were rebuked sharply by the Lord and they were threatened with a curse for corrupting the covenant, for perverting the worship of God and turning aside from sound instruction. If you were to read that passage again, Malachi 2, 1-9, you would see that these priests of Old Covenant Israel were were rebuked and were even threatened with curse because they did not handle the name of the Lord carefully, but they handled it carelessly and even perverted instruction when they were called to be faithful instructors 
within Old Covenant Israel. I think there is a powerful warning here for pastors under the New Covenant. Indeed, there is a powerful warning here for all of God's people that we would be careful to approach the Lord with reverential fear in our hearts. Day after day, and Lord's Day by Lord's Day. In fact, Malachi 2 is listed as a proof text for Baptist Catechism 61, which asks, what is the reason annexed to the third commandment? The answer, again, the reason annexed to the third commandment is that however the breakers of this commandment may escape punishment from men, yet the Lord our God will not suffer them to escape His righteous judgment. In other words, this is what the, the words, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain, mean. We may fool man, but we cannot fool God. He sees even the attitude of our hearts. He knows when we take his name in vain, when we partake of the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner, or listen to his word proclaimed carelessly and without faith in our hearts. He knows, and he says, that he will judge. It has been a sad thing, but an interesting thing to witness as a pastor, the way in which the Lord uh, does do this, where He does bring judgment upon those who profane His name. Malachi 2 certainly communicates this principle well. The Lord sees. He saw His priests under the Old Covenant, and He sees His preachers now under the New Covenant. He knows when they minister the Word carelessly and with partiality, And he will surely judge, for he will not allow his name to be picked up by them and profaned or handled carelessly. So again, question 60, what is forbidden in the third commandment? The third commandment forbiddeth all profaning and abusing of anything whereby God makes himself known. Let's bow together for a word of prayer, and then we will go to corporate prayer. Our Father in heaven, I pray that we would have great reverence in our hearts for you, O God, uh, that we would also have reverence in our hearts for your revelation, for the revelation of yourself in the world that you have made, and for the way in which you have revealed yourself to us in the scriptures and even through the sacraments. God, help us to walk in this world carefully. Uh, Father, it is so easy for us to grow careless, but help us to live each day uh, with intentionality, being mindful, O God, of you and this world that you have made and the calling that you have set upon us in Christ Jesus. May we honor you in all things. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.